welcome to episode 25 of new indian woman podcast airing first in early september 2020 i am krishna your host and in this episode of new indian woman we will focus on how to make reading a part of our life this is in continuation with our recent focus on this aspect of our life remember our episodes 22 and 24 we had a chat with usha mukunda who in her current avatar is a librarian who loves interacting with children very soon we will have another episode with her on a specific set of books and more tips on reading with the children in our lives so in hindsight these episodes seem to be on the theme of reading a librarian's perspective improving one's own reading and then of course reading out to children and reading with them When I meet many of my friends who were voracious readers during our college and school days, I ask them, "What are you reading now?" Most often I hear this answer, "Where is the time? Exceptions do exist, but this is the answer that I often hear. Is this an excuse? Is this a valid reason? I don't know." Let me come to my own story. During my college days and in my bachelor days I was reading maybe I was devouring books all the time this despite the fact that I grew up in a small town where we did not have much access to books how did it matter I kept on reading the same books again and again and of course exchanged books with friends but then came marriage and kids and there was this slow shift to children's books reading out to children just before their sleep time maybe i also ended up sleeping along with that all that happened they grew up and when they started reading independently it was a big relief for me they will read books on their own i don't have to read out i can read my own books i thought but something else creeped up in the schedule and then again there is no time for reading i told myself i'm very busy During this 20 plus year period maybe maximum of 10 books i would have read i still used to see a few colleagues talk about reading books and wondered how they managed then came the next stage in my life when i left my corporate career what my children demanded first was that i read the harry potter series they wanted me to enjoy what they liked about the books so i did that i read the entire series and it was fun discussing these books with them after that i got into volunteering there was much more flexibility or control i had over my own schedule but still after a couple of years i realized i have not made much progress in my reading now i decided i need to overcome this somehow then i did a lot of research and i thought okay let me try out some of the tips there are so many tips shared by so many people out there some worked some didn't most importantly i needed to adapt some to my context so in this episode i would love to share some tips that i found useful you may want to try these if any of these do not work for you don't throw them away see how to adapt them to your needs the first premise is that you want to read this is regardless of whether you were a voracious reader earlier in your life or not you feel it is important to read either for your own enjoyment or indirect benefit 
of influencing people around you got it right especially your children if you're new to reading please listen on there is a super tip for you at the end now let's come to the first question what to read when i say read i'm not referring to reading messages on whatsapp reading emails reading blog posts i'm referring to reading books stories fiction non fiction self help biography whatever it may be what is normally considered a book so here comes the first tip i suggest you get hold of three books something that interests you based on the blurb or the cover or the author or genre size matters yes something not very small and not very heavy if you have no books around you ask a friend or a neighbor to share some books that they enjoyed in these pandemic times when our movement is restricted best to ask neighbors or pick up the books lying around in the house so three books yeah second tip tempted to read in a kindle or an ebook or listen to an audio version my suggestion is not to try changing the format right now one experiment at a time is my mantra once you have finished three books in your preferred way then try other formats for example if you are 40 plus your early memories of books is likely to be the actual paper book not an ebook or audio book if you are in your 20s you may already be comfortable with ebooks then try the three books with that if you browse the net you will see many people recommending you start reading on kindle i agree that kindle is amazing but my tip is wait resume your reading and then come to kindle next the third tip after the first three books are done ask around for more call up your friend from college and ask her what she is currently reading and what she would recommend for you do that with people in your family and friend circle whom you know are avid readers and who know a bit about you next go to the nearest bookstore or library just to look for books may not be feasible right now i understand but keep this at the back of your mind i regularly spend time at my children's school library and ask the teachers there for some recommendations in the pandemic world an equivalent option is to create a login for goodreads website it is free i have used the login connected to my fb account so when any of my friends on fb and goodreads when they update saying they have read this book or that book i know about it and most often i know my taste for some books are aligned with so and so and would then speak to that person about the book and always always have multiple books as a choice with you don't think let me finish this book and then get the next one have a minimum of 3 to 5 books ready to be read around you visibly on the table in the living room or where you work from not hidden safely inside a cupboard you've heard it right out of sight out of mind and do keep a books to read list guess what 
I use Google Keep app for this. But you can have it on a paper stuck somewhere, but easily available. Why I use Google Keep is because I can add to the list anytime, even when someone I talk on the phone tells me about a book. Most importantly, when I read a review in the newspaper or see a friend having a nice book in her hand or I come across one in a library or a bookstore, I just take a photo of it from Google Keep and the text in the photo is also searchable. I love this feature. Okay, so the what book to read part is sorted out. Right? We had seven tips in that area itself. Now let us come to when to read. I am telling you it's a very important question or challenge that we all are grappling with. One of the biggest realizations I had when I was analyzing why I'm unable to set aside time for reading was this. My idea of reading time. It was based on my earlier life as a young girl, young woman. Basically the period of my life when I had no responsibilities or minimal responsibilities and my time was in my control, so to speak. So my expectations of reading a book was based on that. I will sit in one cozy corner, have something to drink if possible and read for hours together. It was time to realize this is no longer relevant. If I am going to wait for two hours to sit in one corner and do nothing but read, it is not likely to happen in the near future. So what next? I decided to look at how I spent my time more closely. When I wrote down the same for a two-week period, yes, I wrote down what I did for every 30-minute interval for two weeks. I realized there was no way I could have squeezed time for reading within that. But then I wondered, me checking or using the phone is not there in my timesheet. So when was that happening? Maybe I am not using the phone much. Or was I? Maybe I was unlocking it say 10 to 15 times a day? I decided to find out. I installed this app called quality time on my Android phone. There are many such apps available. You can choose whichever app you want. I just used one and I found out this, that I'm opening my phone or unlocking my phone at least 70 times a day and spending more than three hours on the phone across WhatsApp, across reading emails, across phone calls, whatever. So I was indeed able to spend that much time on my phone and that was not appearing in my timesheet. How was that happening? I had to do something about that. These are the steps that I did. Please listen very carefully. I decided I will check my phone by myself at predefined periods. Not at 8 a.m., 12 p.m. like that but just after breakfast once, after lunch once, like that. Then, the single biggest thing, I disabled group notifications in WhatsApp. If someone individually messaged me, I would get notification. And I set different notification tunes for WhatsApp for people whose messages I should respond to immediately if they message me. Like my children's and my husband's. 
normally they wait till end of their school or office day to interact and message me at other times if it is urgent so i needed to know them notification tones for those were different then i put a message against my whatsapp profile saying sms me for anything urgent so an sms or a phone call i was accessible there was no need for me to keep on checking then i started keeping the phone not very near me but a little away out of hands reach in the same room of course believe me this works so this phone related itself were six changes that i explained about with all of these six steps when i implemented i started spending time on my phone more intentionally for one i stopped watching forwarded videos and photos in the group yes i disabled default download of photos and videos in whatsapp but if someone individually sent me i would go through the same after lunch every day and respond that was a time i wanted to avoid a nap whereas reading made me take a good nap so i used that time to respond to these individual messages that people had sent me and i lost nothing in the process i am still engaged with people who matter in my life and i realized these forwards were just sucking my time the time i didn't have to read so managing my phone alone wasn't enough what else did i have to do quite a lot actually instead of the phone i kept the book i wanted to read within my arms reach always even if i was going out to pick my children from the bus stop or situations where you don't anticipate to get time what's wrong in carrying a book always in your bag so every time i wanted to check my phone i just opened the book by the way i chose very interesting books there are various articles which talk about having a kindle app in one's phone but somehow i don't enjoy reading on the small screen on the phone and would like to use phone as a tool when no other option is available but if you're okay with it then please install the kindle app on your smartphone keep it in the home screen of your phone and read away this way you could convert those occasions when you cannot pull out a book into opportunities for reading yes i'm referring to waiting for meetings at office waiting in the queue for parent teacher meeting etc then i saw those time slots that do not fit anywhere like when i was calling family members to come for dinner but they were busy doing some last minute things waiting for a meeting to start while making dinner like dosa or something where you are waiting for it to get cooked while listening to music and so on most importantly the post dinner period when i deposited myself in front of the tv very rarely to watch a program that i wanted to watch but just being together with everyone else and watching whatever it was i decided to read then as well it was not the tv program for which i was there it was to be with everyone else and mostly it was news or some in between parts of some movie which we were watching just like that for what i added up to one hour sometimes or more this was a big return move 
when we watched a program from start to finish, because all of us wanted to, of course, I kept my book shut. I would continue to read till the ads or info bits about the smoking, etc. It's over and shut the book when actually the program or movie started. So with three changes, my phone settings and how far away I kept my phone and how close I kept the book, I was able to get pockets of time all over the day and I was making progress in my reading. The answer was there all along. Don't aim for the big slot which will happen when you are eventually old and retired. But snatch those 5 minutes, 10 minutes here and there. But is this possible? You may ask. Is it enough? Especially for serious reading? Come on, we have just started the journey, right? And all these bits and pieces of time, does it actually matter? You may think so. Valid question. Yes, these bits of time, actually they matter. I read six books in 2018. Is it big? No, it is not. Was I thrilled? You bet. I decided to keep a log of the books and hence I know about these. Interested to know what these books are? Head over to the website, thenewindianwoman.com. The next step was to find a one-hour slot. Reading here and there is fine, but nothing to match that happiness of time to cozy up with a book, right? So these are the steps I tried. I decided to use the time I sat in front of the TV and then to proceed till sleep time for this. But how often will this work? Guess what I did? Yes, of course, I installed a habit tracker app on my phone, which will ask me every night whether I spent one hour reading. A simple yes or no question. When I looked at this data, I realized I am able to do this one hour business just for three to four days a week. As we speak, I am still working on this. But guess what? Once this reminder starts coming up, is when I was able to make it happen three to four times a week. And the result is, in 2019, I managed to read 17 books. Let me admit, I am still working on this. Next, you want to try this? Are you the mother of a 10 plus year old? Then please tell him or her that you are struggling with wanting to get back to reading and this is how you could help. Ask them to check with you on a predefined frequency every night after dinner or every Friday or whatever, how many pages you read. They would love it. Wait till they drive you crazy. If you are someone who is likely to do something, if you have promised someone or do it as a group, then do that. Call up your friend. Seek her help on encouraging you to read. You should be very careful about who this person is, okay? That person also should enjoy reading. You tell her these are the books you have taken to read and you will message her every day or every other day as to how much you have read. There is an interesting personal anecdote I want to share. My mother had to stop her studies due to health reasons after her 10th strand. She very much wanted to study, but she couldn't. So when her elder sister who was going to college then would get some books for her, the rebel in her refused to read. Guess what the sister did? While they were together, lying on the bed or eating, basically when it was not practically feasible to get up and go, when this was about 60 years back, the sister would narrate some stories and leave it halfway and not complete it. 
It seems my mother would beg her to complete it, but my aunt wouldn't. And after a couple of days, we'll kind of leave that particular book around so innocently here and there. The curiosity would lead my mom to pick up the book and read it. And well, she is an avid reader. Even now, when she is close to 80, she just needs a book to make her happy. How about a challenge to motivate you to read more? Shall I dare you to publish the photo of a set of books that you have decided to read and then update progress every week? Some of these tips may sound crazy, but they actually work. Now, let's come to the most interesting tips. What all you should not do? Are you struggling to finish a book? Don't wait. Just stop reading the book. It may be a great book, but you don't have to struggle with it if you don't like it. It's not like that subject you have to study at school to get promoted to next class. Simple and straightforward, right? You ask around. Most people labor through a book for months together. It becomes a stuck loop. You are not inclined to finish it, but then you decide you have to finish it. You read one or two pages and fall asleep or wait for the next opportunity to get up and go. If ever you get stuck here, it is your duty to just leave it. This seemingly straightforward tip is what I got from listening to Happier Podcast by Gretchen Rubin. And it was indeed liberating. Let me tell you why. When you start taking a book wherever you go, people around will start asking about the book. And suddenly they may start recommending and may even loan out books to you. Very nice of them indeed. But when you start reading, you find it is the kind of book we talked about. Where the book is not taking you with it, you need to drag the book along. But you persist because you will meet that neighbor or aunt or friend who may ask about the book and what do you tell them? Isn't it offensive to say I couldn't finish the book or even worse you found it boring? So this is what you could say. Yes, this is a well-tested technique. How I wish I could read this and discuss this book with you. But somehow I am not able to give this book the attention it deserves right now in my life. Maybe I'll try to read it again at a later time. I've added this to my ever-growing list of good books that I should read and return the book. Add the book to your list and come back to it later. You may like it in future, but right now, you don't have to tolerate the book and struggle with it. Pick up a book which pulls you to it again and again. If it doesn't, ditch it for now. Yes, that is the golden mantra. Don't start with serious stuff. Yes, it sometimes is a matter of pride to talk about a classic or a serious book. But then, it doesn't mean you will enjoy it. When you pick a book, ask this question. Do you feel you are supposed to read this book? Or do you feel like starting the book right away? I hope the answer is fairly obvious, right? Don't try to reread a favorite book of yours from when you were younger. This is a mistake, I tell you. I want to hold my relationship with some books special. And I fear I may find that book boring now, at my current age. Why take the risk when you have so many new books to read? Now, after listening to this episode, don't start with googling for books that are currently popular or even the list of 100 books you should read before you die. Keep it simple. Don't get stuck with the same genre of books. 
I've heard people saying, I like detective books. Yes, you like. That doesn't mean you should read only those. Yes, it may be scary to venture out into another area like biography. But then you may want to move to a genre which is close, like some thriller, then historical fiction, then to non-fiction and so on. Again, I would ask my friends who read and know me. Yes, both. They should be friends who read and they should know me as well for recommendations or I will check out Goodreads website. Try this out. The age-old wisdom. Don't lie down and read. You are not the same as your 15-year-old self. You are trying to read after mostly an exasperating day of work, whether at office or home. Your body may be craving for some sleep or even just a horizontal position. So wrong idea to read a book then. I saw a lot of research material that talks about reading for 20 minutes before you go to sleep. So I thought I'll try it. Get ready to go to bed, lie down and that's it. I was asleep within 5 minutes every time I tried this. Maybe someday when I get old, I may not sleep immediately on lying down. But I guess most Indian women are dead tired by the time they hit the bed. So what works for me? I walk around and read. I love this. Or sit on a chair and read. But I don't lie down. My teenage self would lie down and read for hours. And I used to even get scolded by the elders in the family. Now that option is ruled out. If I walk around or sit somewhere, I am able to read. Yes, that works. Now, are you new to reading? Remember I said I'll share something towards the end? Are you someone who has never been a reader but would like to start this and make it a habit? Then the best option is to open up with a close friend and ask her to help. Any book lover would be excited about this idea, let me tell you. I hope you found some of the tips here useful. But I guess the most critical question that you might have is about how to start. Where do I start? Well, you could start with any light book recommended by your friends. But then, there are specific tips for you in the next episode where Usha Mukunda, the librarian of all librarians in India, will guide you on how exactly to start. So well friends, guess how many actionable tips we discussed today? Let me check my notes. On what to read, some 7 tips. When to read, 6 on phone plus 3 more. Then getting 1 hour slot in a busy day, 4. And 6 more tips on what not to do. Oh God, that is a total of 26. Frankly, when I started, I did not think there will be so many. Try a few tips at a time. You want to refer these tips in an easy to remember way? Head over to the newindianwoman.com website and subscribe. Or like New Indian Woman on Facebook. Or follow on Twitter or LinkedIn or Pinterest. I hope you find these tips useful and resume reading actively. I would love to hear your experience. Do feel free to write to me at krishna at thenewindianwoman.com So with that, we come to the end of another episode of New Indian Woman. See you again in the next episode. Remember, you are what you want to be and the time starts now.